Hello, my name is David Lambert, and I am the pastor of Exceed Life Church. Welcome to Exceed Life TV. We have a wonderful message for you today. We believe will help you make good decisions for the new year. Again, thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like more information about our ministry, don't hesitate to log on to www.exceedlifechurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in. And we believe that you should be living life beyond limits. Well, praise God. I want to talk to you today about the power of fasting and prayer, what it can do for us. Amen. You know, let's uh, open our Bibles to Matthew. And, uh, you know, I really believe as Christians, uh, if we're not seeing God moving in our lives, if we're not seeing, you know, breakthrough on a daily basis, I believe that we just need more of God. Amen. I just believe that we need God in our equation. Sometimes I think that we think, you know, whatever problem we're going with uh, on the surface, that's our problem. But really, a lot of times that's just uh, the symptom. A lot of times the problem is a root that we need to get to. And I really believe that as we pray and as we fast, that will help us pull out these roots that keeps us going back in that cycle of problem. How many people have problems in here? Well, don't raise your hand. Glory to God. Amen. I think we all have problems. And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I, 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 I like to fast and pray because, um, you know, uh, I don't like to lose. Uh, you know, I don't like to. How many people like to lose out here? I don't think there's nobody. How many people like to win? How many people like to win? Well, you know, God causes us to always triumph in Christ. But sometimes I think, you know, that um, that we uh, uh, feel like at times that we're not winning. Have you ever felt like you weren't winning? Amen. Felt like that you were losing? Uh, let's look at Matthew 6. Now, there's actually three uh, disciplines for a Christian. That's three things that a Christian should be doing. And uh, Jesus talks about this in Matthew 6. And he talks about that there are three Christian disciplines. And let's look at 6. And he talks about, um, let's, let's just read on uh, verse 6, verse 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do charitable deeds, do, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do charitable deeds, do not, do, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deeds may be in secret, that your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. I'm going to say this, 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 this morning that God is a rewarder. And God is looking to reward faithful people. And God is looking to reward you this morning. And God is trying to get the blessing to us. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is trying to get the blessing to you? And you know, the Bible says this, the only way we're going to really walk in the fullness of the blessings of God is that we have to walk in that blessing by faith. Hebrews eleven six is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For they that come to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder. I love that. He is a rewarder of those who casually, who seek him once a week on Sunday morning, of those that just come out on holidays 
to church. No, no, he is a he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. 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 Are you a diligent seeker of God? That's the question I want to ask this morning. Are you diligently seeking him? And so here we're talking about, I I believe, in a process of seeking him, we need to have these disciplines in line. One of them is giving. And so really, you know, that's part of being a Christian is being a giver. Amen. Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I know some of you are like, oh, it hurts to give. But really, there's a greater blessing in giving than receiving. I really believe uh, that, you know, a lot of us, we, we deal with the, anybody ever deal with depression in here? Anybody ever get oppressed or depressed? I think a lot of times that we're depressed is because we're too focused on ourselves. Amen. We need to be focused on others. Yeah. I find when the enemy starts creeping in on me and I start getting down, I'm focused on myself. But when I get out of myself and start focusing on doing something for somebody else, depression leaves me. I'm telling you, oppression leaves me. We, we have to get into a place where we're serving God out of a whole heart and a pure heart. Amen. Amen. And so here it says here that we need to give. That's that's one thing. I don't think you need to pray about giving. That's something that we should do all the time. Giving our finances to God, Amen. giving him our first and our best. Amen. That's why we want to fast and pray at the beginning of the year because we want to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what does the Bible say? And all these things will be added to you. I don't want a church running after things. I want a church running after God. See, if you run after God, things will run after you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. So we need to be running after God Almighty. So here he's talking about giving. And then the second key here is praying. He said, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they pray standing. This is in verse five. They pray standing uh, in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. And surely they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who's in heaven uh, in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will underline that reward you openly. Notice that God is looking to reward us. Notice that when we pray, what? For, with answered prayer. He wants to reward us. Some of us are in a place where we've been going around the mountain and seeing the same mountain over and over and over again. You know, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same things over again and, and expect different results. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go through my life not seeing change. I want to see change. The Bible says we need to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Amen. And so we see here that that we uh, need to be people that pray. Amen. We need to be people that connect to God. And then he says here. And he talks about uh, the Lord's Prayer. And then he says here, uh, in verse 16, moreover, when you fast. Notice it says when you fast, not if you fast. 
Amen. If you nobody likes to fast, you know. Amen. We all we 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 want we don't you know the Apostle Paul. He he was a powerful man of God. This man wrote two thirds of the New Testament. Had had visions from heaven. You know he 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 walked in the power of God. Raised up churches. But even the Apostle Paul said that I buffet. I mean I buffet my body. The Apostle Paul said, I buffet my, not buffet it, you know, but I go to Golden Crown, buffet. No, I buffet my body so that I won't be a castaway. So, so if I preach the truth, I don't allow my, my body, you know, my body to get out of line, to get out of control. Amen. I don't allow that to get out. In other words, the Apostle Paul disciplined his body. Oh, did I have to use the word discipline this morning? Oh, pastor, I don't know if I'm going to hang out. You mean, you know, being a disciple is, is being a disciplined one. Look at your neighbor and say, you're disciplined. You're disciplined. Amen. You're disciplined. And so here we're looking at this and we're looking at, you know, three uh, uh, keys to, I really believe, the Christian life is giving, is praying. And then he says fasting. And he talks about here that when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't go around. This is good because we're going to be fasting for 21 days. Amen. And we don't want to look like that we're fasting. You know, we we want to be joyful. We want to, you know, wash our face, the Bible says. And we want to be joyful, praise God, when we're fasting. And I'm telling you, it can get good in your fast, praise God. And so here he's talking about these are three, you know, going back to the basics. This is what we should be doing. But, you know, a lot of people don't teach on fasting there. A lot of churches don't teach on it. Because it's not the most popular subject in the world. And so why? Because it's crucifying the flesh. It's crucifying the flesh. See, our flesh can get unruly. You see, when Adam and Eve, when they, before they fell and they were in the Garden of Eden, they communicated with the Father. And they operated in divine communication with Father God. And so they operated in revelation knowledge. They had a revelation of God's goodness and they, they spoke with God in, in the cool of the day. And so that's how they operated. They operated with unhindered hearing from God, talking to God. All, wouldn't that be wonderful to be unhindered, not to be all not. Have you ever wanted to hear from God about something and you just, oh, man, I don't know where to turn or where to go or where, what to do, man. Man, man, I'm telling you, when you start fasting, you're seeking God. You're unplugging your flesh from this world system. Amen. And you're plugging in to a heavenly system. You see, too many of us Christians are walking in the power of the flesh. Too many of us Christians are walking in the, our five senses. We're, we're, we're governed by our flesh. And yet, yes, it's good. We need an intellect. We need to figure out some things. But, you know, the Bible says that we need to be led by the Spirit of God, not by our flesh, not by our emotions. If you're run, ruled by emotions, you will go down every time. The sin is emotional. Sin is emotional. We get emotion. The enemy wants to get feelings. Whoa, 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 feelings, you know. And we got to be careful that those whoa, whoa feelings don't drive us into a ditch. Amen. 
Glory to God. I remember that uh, I was, this was a few years back when I discovered the, the you know, the, the, the joys of fasting. And I was, you know, I was, uh, you know, as a pastor, you know, you want to see people grow. You want to see your church grow. And at this point in my life, I was just not seeing things like I wanted to. And, and I remember that I was like, I was on a Wednesday night and I was like, you know, preaching. And I said, well, let's just turn to the book of Acts. And let's look at Acts here. And this is why I said, let's just preach out of the book of Acts today. And, um, and let's look at Acts 13. And this is New Testament theology. You know, some people say, well, is fasting really, wasn't Jesus, you know, some people like to say, wasn't Jesus in between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant? And so everything that Jesus said, you know, before he was resurrected doesn't count. Ah, uh, no, that doesn't work. You know, a lot of people like to say it's under Old Testament rules and we're under New Testament rule. No, you know, giving is always a part of our walk. Amen. Praying, you, you're trying to say that's only Old Testament and that's only, only the Old Testament people pray. No, we're supposed to pray. The Bible talks about praying. Do not cease praying. Pray in all manners of prayer. Yeah. So we need to be praying. Yeah. And fasting goes right along with that. And so here in the book of Acts, uh, chapter uh, 13, uh, it was funny. I was reading this and I noticed that there were some people in church. In, in verse 1, it was some people there, some prophets, Barnabas and, and Simeon, Niger, and some prophets were there. Paul was there. And look at verse 2 on chapter 13 of Acts. It says, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. I'm going to stop there. They ministered to the Lord. Can we minister to God? I mean, a lot of times we come to church and we I minister to you the word of God. We minister to each other. But can we I believe you can actually minister to the heart of God. And right here, you know, it says that as they minister to the Lord, they probably were worshiping and praising God and thanking God for his mercy and for his goodness. But it says they were fasting. Amen. You see, when Adam and Eve, they walked in a revelatory, you know, uh, understanding of God, they received revelation from God. But see, when when they partook of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it, it, it unhooked them from their spiritual side and their carnal side turned on. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, they started operating out of their intellect. As soon as they ate of the tree, she what she didn't she noticed the remember uh, uh, Eve noticed the the fruit of the tree and by the way it wasn't an apple amen but it was a fruit and she noticed that the fruit it was a delight to her eyes. See, the enemy will try to get us distracted with our eyes. He'll try to get us focused on what we see. You see, we walk by faith and not by sight. We, we, if we're always focused on what we see, I'm telling you, we can be some depressed Christians. Because if we just look at the world and we just watch the news and we start listening to how, what's going on in the news and what's going on in this world, we will get down fast. But see, we can't operate just on our five senses. We have to operate on the sixth sense, faith. Praise God. 
And so we have to be focused and we know that Adam and Eve, they got disconnected from God. Their, their spirits actually died the day they ate of that fruit. And so they were unhooked from, from the revelation or uh, of understanding of God, receiving revelation knowledge of God. Then, they, then what happened was they allowed their intellect to take ascendancy, which means the intellect became first in their life. And a lot of times, even as Christians, we're allowing our intellect to run us. We're allowing our emotions to drive us, but we need to be led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. Amen. But a lot of times we are led by, have you ever made a wrong decision? Have you ever did anything wrong as a Christian? Uh, Sometimes, have you ever sinned in here, you know, after you got saved? Okay, we got a couple of amens there. Uh, uh, yeah, have you ever sinned after you, you got saved? Sure you did. Sure you missed the mark. Sure you didn't do everything right. Who, who, I mean, if God was counting sins, who would be able to stand? Nobody could stand. But thank God there's grace and mercy with God. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for his ever loving uh, uh, love for us. Thank God Jesus is in heaven praying for us. He's interceding for us that our faith won't fail. Because the devil wants to sift each one of us like wheat. The devil's after you, believe it or not. The devil's after He knows your weakness. You know the devil knows your weakness? You know, one thing we need, to, I, I think sometimes we need to know ourselves. We need to know our own weaknesses. We need to know what, where is our weakness at? And we need to stay away from those things. Maybe it's depression. Maybe that's your weakness. Maybe it's oppression. Maybe it's allowing just the circumstances that we're walking in and, and we're looking at the circumstances and we're praying, but we're not seeing anything change. And you know what? It's affecting our faith and we're allowing that to affect and govern how we act. But we need to allow the Word of God to govern how we act and how we respond to the things that are coming our way. See, what we see in the natural, what you see today is subject to change. Look down at your belly and say it's subject. No, I'm kidding. But uh, it's subject to change. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Your body is subject to change. But the word of God is eternal. It's, it's, it's the eternal word of God will change the natural things in our lives. And so we have to allow the eternal word to change things in our lives. And we see here in Acts 13, they were just, they were ministering to the Lord. And they fasted. And notice it says here, the, the, next phrase, the next words here says, The Holy Spirit said, Now separate, me, uh, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So we see what, they, what happened was, as they were ministering to the Lord, as they disconnected their flesh, as they unplugged their flesh from the world system, and they got connected in to the heavenly realm, the Holy Spirit spoke. I've said this many times, I'll say it again, the most important thing you can get from God is direction. 
I mean, it's direction. And the next most important thing is timing. You get God revealing to you what you need to do and showing you when to do it. I'm telling you, you're going to have success. How many people want success in here? I believe everybody wants to succeed. Nobody gets up in the morning and say, I want to fail today. I want to just go down. No, everybody wants to win. I don't know about you, but I want to win. I don't want to lose. About I, don't, I hate losing. I, when I play a game, I don't play a game to lose. When I play Cornell, I hate losing. I can't stand losing. It makes me kind of mad to lose. It gets to me a little bit. I was playing some cornhole yesterday, and thank God I was really just killing it, praise the Lord. Amen. I was playing my my niece, and she's like 24, 25 years old, and she plays cornhole. And, uh, you know, and I, to tell you the truth, I was nervous on the inside. I was bold on the outside. But I was trembling like a leaf on the inside. Like, oh, man, she can throw. She's good, you know. She's a young whippersnapper. You know, she plays this game a lot, you know. But I was trembling on the inside. But, but I, and I just kept cool. And she said, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to take. I said, all right, we'll see. Well, see, I, you know, and, you know, sometimes you got to be quiet. Sometimes, you know, when people are talking about when they're talking smack to you, when the devil's trying to tell you you're not going to make it, when your relatives are saying all kinds of evil and, and, and cutting you down and, and asking you questions that don't make sense. Sometimes you just got to be quiet. Sometimes you got to walk softly and carry a big Bible. Amen. And they smack it over their heads with it. No, no, don't do that. But. But I'm telling you, we need to walk softly and carry a big Bible. And I was soft as I was playing cornhole. And guess what? I whipped up on her. I barely beat her in the first game. But the second game, it was 11 to 22. My favor. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. She was bragging. But I was praying. Amen. I was believing, man. Amen. She got so flustered, she forgot what color bag she had. I was like, praise God. Can God do that? God can even make your enemies tremble. They, now, they're not your enemies. People aren't really your enemies. But people are led a lot of times by a wrong spirit. And what they do is they yield to a wrong spirit. And really, that spirit doesn't like you. So have you ever had somebody attack you for no reason at all? Because there's a spirit behind that. Amen. Amen. And we need to have the power of God resident on the inside of us so we can cast that devil out. Amen. Actually, what we want to do is bind that devil. You can do it under your breath. You don't have to do it in front of them. You can go and say, devil, get out of my face. You You don't have to do that. Because you might get in a fight. But what you might want to do, a physical fight. You don't want to get in a physical fight. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's not a physical fight. We're in a spiritual warfare. Yeah. We're dealing with spirits. We're dealing with, you know, the world system. We're dealing even with our flesh that's trying to get us to go the wrong way. Have you ever felt like that you were, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? You know, have you ever felt like, man, you're praising God one second and tearing somebody up the next, man? 
Man, are you, have you ever been there? Come on, let's get, let's get honest this morning. Have you ever been there where you were just, man, you were happy in the service, but as soon as you got in your car, you, all of a sudden you started thinking about your circumstances, and you started thinking about your bills, and, you, and the car just wouldn't crank over, and you're like, oh, God. Have you ever been there? I've been there, I mean, almost three times this morning, but you know what? We don't have to allow our flesh to pull us down. See, your flesh will pull you down in in a New York second, baby. Your flesh will pull you down. And here they were ministering to the Lord. And they were fasting and praying. And they were able to hear the, the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's always talking, but are we listening? See, that God is always speaking. He's always talking to us. I mean, mean, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal truth to us. Truth is being revealed. But are we listening? Are we actually hearing God? You see, that day that the 9-11 that happened when when the airplanes hit the, uh, the trade towers, there were some people that were Christians. Some of them did not go into work that day. Some of them stayed. They felt led to stay home. They, they had a leading. There were a lot of people that were saved that day. We don't hear about that. For some reason, some of them just didn't feel like going to work or some of them just didn't have a, a, a leading. Uh, they just didn't feel led to go. And, you know, and it was like out of character. But see, God was there speaking. See, why, why does accidents happen? Well, it's not because God's promoting the accident. God's not behind the accidents for his glory. No, it's not about that. The reason why accidents happen is because we're not hearing from God. God's trying to slow us down. We're going too fast. Have you ever moved out too fast and made a mistake? Have you ever, you know, I, I've had the Lord tell me one time when I was driving, slow down. You know, it might be good to do that because there was a police officer right up a mile ahead. Slow down. The Holy Spirit wants to help us. He wants to lead us and guide us into all truth. And so we can't we can't be led and guided into all truth if we're all, you know, if we're if we're so full of the world and the world system and we're we got, you know, everything on our minds. But God, you know, it's not just fasting. It's prayer and fasting. Amen. It's prayer and it's connecting to God. Amen. And so we see here and I I remember that I took this text and I noticed that uh, about uh, praying and fasting. And I read this. I said, man, there must be something about fasting. This was years ago when I was uh, I was preaching. I'm back to the story where I was preaching on a Wednesday night. I was a little down. And, you know, I noticed that, you know, once I started fast, I said, "Okay, I'm going to start trying this out for myself. And I noticed that once I started, fat, I would fast like once a day. Oh, I'm mean, sorry, once a week, um, one day a week. And I noticed when I started doing that, um, I wasn't like the enemy wasn't working against me in depression or, or oppression or I wasn't getting angry or it seemed like that I was disconnecting. My feelings were being disconnected. And I noticed something, too, when I fasted, it's like it didn't matter what the circumstances were looking like. It didn't bother me. See, that, that, what, what is the devil after? He's trying to get you to sweat. He's trying to get you to get all uh, irritated about the circumstances in your life. He's trying to get us to focus on the circumstances of our life. And the devil wants us focused on that instead of God. He wants us focused on what's not working. God wants us to focus on what is working. Isn't that right? 
And, you know, so, so, so what we have to do is we have to disconnect uh, the flesh. Let's look at a story here that's a really good story. Amen. It's in Mark. Let's look at Mark chapter 9. And praise God. Okay, look at verse 17 here. Let's, let's back up to 14. Let's go to 1. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Chapter 14. <laughs> I have no more material to preach, so let's just see if I can just read the Bible now. And um, <laughs> come on, can we have fun in church today? Yes. Is it okay to have fun in church? Yes. Amen. That preacher, all he does is read the Bible. No, okay. Well, isn't that what a preacher's supposed to do? Amen. <laughs> Okay, let's start at Genesis 1. No, let's go. And um, <laughs> if you get in trouble, just read Scripture. <laughs> if you're ever preaching up here, if you get in trouble, you don't know where to go, just read Scripture. You'll be fine. <laughs> and it says here, and when he came, this is Jesus. And Jesus actually just came from, you know, his disciples were with him, his three inner circle disciples, John and um, uh, James and Peter, and they were just up on the mount. It's called the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus was up there, and Jesus showed them some things. But they just came back from the mountain, uh, from being on top of the mountain. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.